Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to yet again another fantastic indie creator interview. It's your Caper Sarah Cody, and we're keeping it geekly with our returning guests. We have Oscar Garza bringing in the hype for Mashbone and Grifty, their new debut coming out soon in June. Man, it's awesome to get you back on the show. We had you on 182. This is what, 368? So almost a full just a crap load of shows in between, man. How's everything been? It's been great. Thanks for having me on the show. Uh, I'm just excited here to. I'm excited to talk about my comic book and uh, just talk about whatever. Let's uh, <clears throat> let's keep it geekly, as you say. Ah, he said the name. So <laughs> uh, he dude, said the name. I learned so much new stuff from you in the start of the interview, and like, so holy crap! You make video games. You are a pro wrestler. What don't you do, Oscar? You are a man of many talents. What I don't do, I don't know what I don't do. Uh, sleep, <laughs> sleep. That's what I don't do. Uh, so, I don't, I don't sleep, and I don't wake up early. Oh man, I feel that all too well. So pro wrestling, how long have you been wrestling for? Uh, on, I've been doing it for, for on and off since I was seventeen, which is a long time ago. Uh, and I've been doing it for about nine years straight uh, since now. Before then, it was on and off. Uh, long story short, I was the original trainer for a company called Party World Wrestling here in Austin. Mm -hmm. uh, they're still around. You might have heard of uh, Mr. Luigi Primo, the uh, wrestling pizza man. Oh, let's go. He, he came from he came from Party World Wrestling. He was on uh, AEW Wrestling on TNT a couple of months ago. Uh, he just went to Japan. He's, he's a great guy. Uh, and at first, we did Party World Wrestling for about seven years. Pandemic happened. Uh, things stopped. But when um, when things started to open up, it actually splintered a little bit. People got too excited and didn't want to just wait for the next Party World Wrestling show. So now there's three comedy wrestling shows in Austin, Texas. Uh, the wrestling fans, as the kids say, are eating well. Yeah. Here, there's a Party World Wrestling, there's Slam Portal, and there's the Fight Opera. And it, it's a ton of fun. And they're all... Uh, working on the reg um, I mean doing shows regularly not stepping on anyone's toes we're working together so like you so it's like one big circuit or no it, it's actually they're actually very different but we all but we're all homies so oh, that's so cool we don't dude. step on our, and, and some people work with other people so like they're they're they have their core rosters but people like me we wrestle for all three uh, so like one weekend you'll go see fight opera the next weekend you'll go see slam portal the next week and you're gonna see party world wrestling and it's a ton of fun and the shows are you know they're cheap or sometimes free like slam portal is a free show at central machine works which is a brewery so you're gonna have a hell of a time there yeah yeah so well uh, what's your, what's your stage name if you don't mind me asking uh i i play a couple characters my, my most popular character is a character named Pugginhead. he's a I love it uh he's a little boy who went to the shows and, and ended up becoming a wrestler and he's accompanied by his uncle, uh, Chubby Uncle Juan, who, as everybody knows, is was the most was one of the most famous uh, children's television show hosts in the seventies uh, or back in the day. Um, I don't really put math to it. Uh, and so it's <laughs> his uncle and a little his uncle and a little boy who end up wrestling. And the thing is, the the little boy may or may not be a a puppet. He kind of looks like a puppet. Uh, but the, the but the fans will tell you he's a real boy. 
I love it. I love it. Is that like some mankind influence there? I know you had uh, mankind mentioned in this book. I mean, I, I did. Ask. I did. Yeah. I mean, I love. He's one of my favorites ever. But it was. It was. It was mainly um, me putting my two two of my favorite hobbies at the time together, which was puppetry and wrestling. Wow, and, uh, dude, you so just I, have so much cool stuff you do. I'm I'm just yeah, amazed right now. <laughs> yeah. So I get to I get to use puppetry in the ring and bring this boy to life and um uh, the original i mean little pull back the curtain the original gimmick was he was a puppet and the joke was to be laughing at the old man which is me mm -hmm. laughing at him uh having his like second ego put him in the ring and put him in in harm's way but a couple matches into it um I was gonna say in the ring I was gonna tell the puppet that he's a puppet and it's on it's on his Instagram puggy wrestler uh and the fans started to boo me, even though they, even though they like even though they like the character, they started to boo me because I was like, should I tell him? Should I tell him? And they started a uh, he's a real boy chant. That's so, awesome, though, right? That's powerful. And, and like when fifteen hundred people chant that they want something, and they want to bring this puppet to life and make him a real boy. At that point forward, he was no longer the gimmick was he's real. Uh, and so like when people see it. For the first time, uh, the person next to him is like, "Oh, I gotta explain this to you. He's a real mm -hmm. boy. He's not a but. Don't use the p word. He's a real boy." <laughs> That's so cool, though. That that man, that is awesome. So how that that has, that has to be very physically demanding too. Like doing it week yeah. after week. That's that's also impressive. Yeah, it's it's not easy. Yeah, I could probably make it easier by devoting more time to the gym. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, with 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 Puggy's help, I could. He's the wrestler that I never could actually be in real life, and and he can do any move under the sun. He's amazing. He's the best wrestler I've ever seen, to be honest. That's so cool, man. That is like you are living some big dreams here, and working on video games too. Can you show off that the 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 wall of oh, video yeah, games? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, these are all old. These are these are all kind of oldies. I got I like played uh, some of those. Epic uh, the, the, and the Force Unleashed. The, yeah, the Force Unleashed two, which was was a lot of fun. Amazing! It, That's the one uh, where he pulls the the it, uh, the ship down, right? Or is it was it the first oh, one? Oh yeah, uh, he he does it in the first one, but I think he does it in the second one too. Badass. Fun, fun fact: well, we're working on Thor. That was really early, you know. Thor was, you know, the what the third movie in the MCU before it was like the MCU when he was still like British sounding. Yeah, and <laughs> we we got sent we be, before it was like everything was ironclad, you know, but we got sent photos of them trying on the costumes and, you know, they, they try them on in like bad lighting in a warehouse or whatever. And without good lighting, those costumes just like, look like hot garbage, you know, mm -hmm. and we were working on this game and we're like, oh, man, we're working on a game for a movie that's just gonna tank it it looks so bad that does not look like that's not my Thor that's not the comic book Thor you know and turns out the movie was way better than we could imagine and there was action scenes in the movie that we they wish we wish they would have told us about so we could incorporate it into the game uh but it was really great to see that stuff uh, um you know a year a year ahead of time and mm -hmm. Be worried about it, but at the same time, it wasn't our problem. We're just making a video game, dude, and, and then be happy that uh, you know the movie was a uh, success. 
You had your hands in Star Wars. You had your hands in the MCU. You have your hands in wrestling. And you have your hands in comics. I mean, how did you get involved in creating comics? This is such a hilarious comic. I love well, Mashbone and Grifty. Like, awesome stuff, man. Thank you so much. Well, uh, before I answer that question, just a real quick thing. Mashbone and Grifty, just talk about the book. Uh, it's a story about these two dummies who... They're, they're in their mid-20s. They haven't done anything with their lives. And they decide it's time to finally do something, right? Uh, and so they decide to be private detectives. They want to help their city. They want to be heroes. They're, they worship uh, this movie character named Denim Dakota Dan. <laughs> yeah. like this, he's like this, um, like an Indiana Jones type guy. But he's, instead of a museum curator or whatever, a professor uh, like Indiana was, he's a private detective. Uh, and he goes on these worldwide crazy missions. And so they want to be just like them, Dakota Dan, man. So they they say, we're going to be private detectives. Uh, well, how do they do that? Well, they just print flyers and put them all over town. Like, we're private detectives. That's all they do. Problem is, they live in a city, the city of New Brownsville, which is loosely based on Brownsville, Texas, my, my hometown, Budo 956. Um, they, the town is in desperate need of heroes. So people just flock to them, needing help. And um, the first person who comes to, to, unfortunately, the first person who comes asking for help is the one, is an underling of El Luch, the most vicious big banana kingpin mm-hmm. of New Brownsville. He, he runs the town, basically. He's got his fingers in everything. And what he did to this man uh felipe was so heinous that he needed help and nobody's gonna help if you if if el luch runs the town no one in town is gonna help except for these two nobodies who are private detectives and they they they're under the you know they're under the radar you know mm-hmm. uh hopefully hopefully they're not tainted by el luch's uh you know money yet so felipe goes to ask for help and um uh, hilarity ensues calamity tragedy ensues these guys mm-hmm. are bringing over their heads it's like if um uh like if luis from ant-man uh tries to break tries to like fight the kingpin i love <laughs> that that's a perfect it, analogy. It, it, might, it might not work you know it might not work are we, it, so real, are, we, are we a little allowed to talk about is it spoiler to talk about it uh or you know what? No, it's not. Let's. I want people to buy this fucking book. Look, it's an adult comedy book. It's mature audiences for as far as like language and and, mm-hmm. and, and, and jokes go. Uh, they stole this man's cock. That's yeah. What, what do you do? What do you do if someone steals your cock? Twenty four inch cock. Yeah. That's huge. It's it's very huge. Razor sharp claws. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's a cock he's raised since he was a little boy. Uh, and of course, we're talking about a gamecock because one of the many things that a luch does in the city, he also hosts underground cockfighting. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the and it's called uh, Cockfight Club, and it's very secretive. You don't talk about cockfight. First club, rule, yeah, you don't talk about yeah. it. <laughs> and Felipe was the man in charge of raising El Luch's uh, gamecocks, but he had one. He has this one cock. A baby, baby cock. A baby cock. <laughs> he, 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 he raised him since he was a tiny baby cock, since he was nothing but a little bird in a nest egg, as they call it, right? <laughs> Susan from uh, YouTube is listening right now, like with that band hammer just inching. She's like, I'm just ready to swing talking it at about this chickens. point. We're, we're talking about roosters. 
um, and so this was his baby. He set this gamecock aside, and, and he didn't train him in these in the vicious ways that he trains these other these other gamecocks. Uh, but he noticed El Luch noticed his size and his strength, uh, and so El Luch said, "I want that one for my next fight." And and Felipe said, "No." And what happened was, you know, El Luch said, "You know, I'm in charge." And he kidnapped the cock. He kidnapped Mango. That's what his name was. He didn't. Name, they didn't really name the other ones, but he named this one because that was his baby. And so he kidnapped him. And there's a fight coming up in two days, and Felipe is like, "My baby is going to get murdered," mm-hmm. or just as worse, turn into a murderer. Yeah, he does. He doesn't want that for his baby. So he needs help. So he goes to Mashbone and Grifty and he says, hey, the cockfight's in a couple days. We need to find out where it is. And then we need to go. And I, and I need you to rescue my my mango. Um, and they agree. <laughs> because they put out a they put out a high dollar <laughs> amount of money, which they think is a high dollar amount at the time. You know, uh, 20, all they needed was 20 bucks at the time because they needed to pay their, their beer tab. Mm-hmm. And so he said, yes, and they'll do it. And they, they're just, they're too, they're sometimes they're too stupid to know what they're getting into, especially Mashbone. Mashbone's very aloof. Mm-hmm. You know, he's just a very positive dude and he doesn't really see the trouble that's in front of his face sometimes. Grifty definitely does. But at the same time, Grifty doesn't let being scared shitless get in the way of his dreams. So is but Mashbone. He, but, Oh, sorry, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I was going to say, is Mashbone really a mutant? I, I think it was like kind of hinted at or maybe joked about. It's joked about. It's hinted. <clears throat> um, you know, let's let, let's help get this book pass issue too. And we can talk, we can <laughs> talk put, about that. Let's put a bone in it. <laughs> yeah, let's put a bone in it. All that. <laughs> we uh, have uh, someone over on YouTube asking a good question too. Uh, Shaquem Wynn, sorry if I mispronounced that. Yo, this story looks interesting. Have to check it out. Why, uh, why call him Grifty? Is it because he walks around with a hard on for Grift? <laughs> for that Grift? Is, Excuse me. <laughs> no, no, th- that is something that it gets explained in. Oh, it doesn't get explained. It gets hinted at in issue five. By the way, I'll, I'll answer the question. But by the way, we really need y'all to pre-order this book. We have 16 issues in the can. Mm-hmm. Like, no joke. Uh, and most of them are already, like, drawn. We just need you to buy them so we can give them to Scout so they can print the so they can print the suckers. And for uh, everyone that we, is watching, right here is a link to do that. The pre, the, Right here is the previews link to, to do this. Oscar, can you tell us the importance of uh, going to your local comic book shop and telling them to, to have this in stock? Absolutely, absolutely. But, but yeah, Grifty, his last name is Griftinez, uh, which is like, it's it's not a real name. But the joke is, it's Grifty, Grift, it's a grift, like things are, in, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's not something you really want for a private detective. So it's he's kind of working against his name. He's kind of working against stereotype, if you will. Uh, so that I hope that, uh, that kind of answers a little bit. Uh, the importance of pre-orders, man. Comic books are crazy, man. It's not like, it's going to be on Amazon and then you can buy it on Amazon and we're all happy. Uh, comic books, the way they work is that you need to pre-order them or there's a really good chance the comic shop is not going to buy a copy to be on the shelf. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're not we're not Spider-Man. We're not Superman. Uh, every comic shop's going to buy 10 issues of Superman uh, minimum, right? Yeah. Uh, same, same for Spidey. Uh, but something like Mashable and Grifty, they might not take a chance on unless somebody says... 
can you order me a copy? And if you say, can I order me a copy at your local comic shop? They're going to say, well, maybe I'll order three, you know? Uh, and then they can be, the other two can be on the shelf. Uh, if three people go to the local comic shop and order a copy of Mashbone and Grifty number one, the comic shop guy will go, damn, maybe I'll order 10 mm-hmm. and put them on the shelf. Uh, and so that's why pre-orders are super important, not just for issue one, but for all issues. Um, I'm pr- I think you can do it. You can just uh, put the put the ding thing on your on your pull list. Uh, yeah. We are a bi-monthly series. We'll be out every two months. And like I said, uh, we got them in the can, baby. So they won't be late. We're we're not going to be, uh, you know, this ain't the 90s. This is and it's such an awesome series, too. So you said you had how many issues up? We the- got we got sixteen in the can. Uh, ten of them are complete. Ten of them are complete. We're we're putting the finishing touches on the other six. Uh, but yeah, man, we we've been waiting for this forever, and uh, we as long as people give us a chance, we're not going to disappoint. That's so awesome. And then of course we have you doing the art, the lettering, uh, some of the story as well. Uh, can you give us the rest of the creative team involved? Yes. Uh, the rest of the creative team is one other dude, Rolando <laughs> Rolando Esquivel. He's he's a madman. The way he the things he comes up with and the way he writes, he's really mm-hmm. good. Um, and we're listed as co-writers because we pick. What we do is we ping pong off each other. Uh, Rolando will come up with a. We'll both come up with an idea, or just one of us will come up with the idea, depending on the depending on the issue. Uh, and Rolando will write it out. He'll do the writing thing, make the script, and he'll make it all nice and pretty. He'll bring it back to me, and we'll. If there's an idea I wanna, I think I wanna put in there. I'll put it in. And I'll talk to him about it. We'll ping pong, and we'll we. If there's a problem, we'll keep we'll keep ping ponging it until it's funny. Um, I it's love fun, that process. Yeah, if if it's funny, it goes in the book. That's that's how we, that's how we uh, do our. That's how we do it. And Rolando is also the editor. Uh, uh, by editor, I mean like literally. He's literally editing, editing the damn thing, making sure there's no, you know, no mistakes. Uh, and he does a great job. And he's also writing another comic for Chispa Comics, uh, which is the the imprint mm-hmm. of Scout Comics that we're going to be under. Um, and he, I'm very excited to read that because I'm not, I have no idea what it's about. And what oh, it, what you didn't, you ha- you haven't touched it. No, I was originally going to be the artist for it, but I had to drop out for scheduling reasons. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited to see where he takes that that idea. So are, are you are you like are you like hmm, I wonder what this other artist is going to be? Is it going to be as good as me? Like <laughs> it, it's going to be it's going to be great. If it goes <laughs> if it goes in the book, it's going to be great. That's all I know, mm-hmm. man. For reals, uh, and I can't wait to see. It. And I'm I'm doing a a couple of uh, books for other people as well. We're branching out, but but Mashbone and Grifty's our baby, and um, as long as we're both alive, it that's the way it's going to be. <laughs> That's so yeah. awesome, man. How's the art process look like for you? Do you like to put on some wrestling shows in the background and listen to them while you're sketching some stuff out? Or, you know, what type of oh, mindset yeah. do you put yourself into? Yeah, I, I put uh, uh, just usually it's stuff that I've already seen. You know, like I watched Lord of the Rings for the hundredth time or uh, X-Men Part 2. That one's fun. Mm-hmm. I go old school with it. Um, I like to also watch like just old stuff like Jaws. I love Jaws. Uh, just listening to that stuff while I work is really good. Uh, something I picked up during lockdown is a uh, lo-fi hip hop beats. Oh my God. I love, mm. they just did so that, a that synth wave. 
They did yeah. a synthwave boy version of it that just yeah, came the, out the so little good. window popped up in the, yes. in the other building. That was crazy. Uh, I got really into that. It kept me sane during lockdown, um, and so I listened to a lot of that too. Uh, today, being the day it is, I'm listening to uh, Star Wars uh, <laughs> lo-fi hip hop beats, which is great. You know, they got a medieval version that hits pretty hard, too. I would have never really? thought medieval lo-fi would have been good, but it is. Lo-fi everything. I'm here for it. That's rad. <laughs> so, man, holy crap. We've had the opportunity to chat about this. You know, what's what's next for you guys in 2023? Do you have any big plans coming out? Uh, let's see. 2023. What's next is uh, hopefully more Mashbone and Crifty. Like, we this year we'll have... Uh, We'll have three issues out and um the first the the way our stories work is that there's um there's either two or four part stories so the first one is a two-part story arc issue one and two issue three begins a new two-story arc and then issue five oh my gosh pre-order this book we got to get to issue five because issue five is insane it's absolutely nuts and it's a four-part story arc that delves into their backstories because right now we're just going on the crazy adventure mm -hmm. issue five. We're going to, we're going to get in, we're going to get in right there to see a little bit more of their motivation, why they're doing this. We're going to meet some of the family. We're going to, we're going to Grifty's uh, house. Um, we're going to meet, uh, we're going to meet the ex-girlfriend that he doesn't shut up about. Ooh. Yeah. And, and we're going to, you know, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna keep it real because I don't want to turn off. Uh, th this this ain't one of those situations where uh, we're putting you know these women in bad lights. You know, mm -hmm. we're gonna hear the other side of the story, and the other side of the story is like we're gonna hit we're gonna hit Grifty with some reality. You Maybe know? Grifty's in the bad light. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we're not gonna get four issues in and be like, "Oh, Grifty, he must be a hell of a boyfriend." <laughs> he's kind of <laughs> he, he's, he's kind of an idiot. You yeah, know, so. yeah, and I think you do a great job of like even just showcasing that in issue one, you know, just kind of early traits of that. Yeah, uh, and like issue two, he he's so. I mean, I'm sorry, issue three, he's so sad about about the breakup. Still, you know, months later, and uh, their big idea is to just go out and get trashed because that always helps, you know. <laughs> You know, in the beginning, in the beginning, but like not in the middle or n not <laughs> even close to the end, right? In the beginning, yeah. to kind of take the edge off, yeah, I get it. But like, shoo, yeah. the longer you keep going, the longer it hurts, man. Yeah, I mean, you know, that it, it does help unless you create more problems, like uh, spend all your rent money at the bar. Mm, that Ooh, that's, that's not on nameplates that don't even uh, spell your name right, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, he's Marsbone, right? <laughs> So, that's you know, awesome. It, that, that just leads to more problems sometimes, and maybe you need to take some more uh, shady private detective work in order to pay rent this month. You know, issue three. Hey, let's go. And then we have issue two that's going to be dropping in August. Uh, the second issue, the first rule in August. So stay tuned for that. Oscar, you've been on the show before. I mean, you know the drill. We love asking for a little bit of advice. So for anyone looking to just maybe, maybe like someone like me, I suck at art and I want to get into it. I want to just start. I want to, you know, and I have such a hard time getting over the perfectionist approach to it. You know, I want my stuff to look perfect. How would you suggest someone like me, like get over that? Like just, you know, get into it and just be okay with what they're putting out. Well, I would, I would strive to get better always, but at the same time, um, 
be proud of your accomplishments. You know, be proud of your accomplishments. Like, for example, um, issue one and two of Mashbone and Grifty. Uh, I actually drew those uh, in 2016. And now I've, I mean, I've been drawing, I'm pretty old, so I've been drawing since like <laughs> 1984. Uh, but at that time, uh, Mashbone and Grifty issues one and two is the best stuff I've ever drawn in my life. Like, hands down. Uh, now that was 2016. It's 2023. I have gotten better as an artist. I've gotten way better as an artist. But that's such a milestone, and it and it it still looks good today. Mm-hmm. That I'm super. Like I never, I never ever look at issue one and two like and cringe. Uh, I just don't because uh, I think it looks beautiful. So be proud of your accomplishments where you can get them. Uh, find your style. If you if you really love. Um, I'm just going to pull somebody out of the hat, Jim Lee. If you really love Jim Lee's work, um, don't be sad if your stuff doesn't look like Jim Lee. You mm-hmm. know, find find your style. Ta- you could take some stuff from Jimmy. You know, you could take some stuff from old Toddy. But if it doesn't look like them, you know, it, find what, be happy with what you, find what you can be happy creating, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, find your style, you know? Uh, like, um, uh, forget that fool's name. But uh, style is what you is what you do wrong. That's I like doing. that. That is good. Yeah. That's good. Um, forget the guy's name. He passed away a while back. He did. He's the guy responsible for getting uh, the Schuster their their Superman money. Mm, I forget his name, but he's awesome. Do you think Todd ever went by Toddy? Like, do you think that was old a- Toddy? <laughs> <laughs> according according to Rob Liefeld's impression, he does. Uh, <laughs> so Oscar, we do a little thing different, you know, this time around. I love to end the podcast on what you're consuming outside of creating. So I mean, with that being said, I know you don't have time to uh, play video games. So what are you what are you watching? If you're reading comics or books, what are you reading? You know, any TV shows that you're watching? Right on. Okay, so I, ju- I mean, I just finished watching um, Primal. Ooh, you know, you've seen that? Uh, I, I haven't. Gendy Tartakovsky's Primal, it's bonkers. It's 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 the best show I've seen like in three years. I love it. It's super good. It's um it's very like it's very primal. It gets into that. <laughs> it's it, in gets, the name. It, it gets into that um the core of what people of, of what some people watch TV for. It's like that mm-hmm. excess, the excess of violence. But at oh, the yeah. same time, they, they they hit you with that, but then they give you they give a lot of heart. There's so much heart in that show. And there's a couple of scenes that 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 really brought tears to my eyes. It was so good. Gendy Tartakovsky, like, I worry that, eh, I don't worry. He's rich, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I kind of feel like his. I kind of feel like his legacy would be bigger than it was if if uh, people could accept animation as stuff other than kid stuff. You know that's such a good point too because animation is such so much more uh i i love watching a really good animated film like dc animated films are some of my favorite yeah yeah they're they're fantastic i love them uh like um i mean the justice league uh, animated series itself like touched mm-hmm. upon a lot of adult stuff and i don't mean adult stuff like uh you know kissing and hitting the sheets i mean like uh can like a government Yes. overreach and things like that and then which uh, is very cool to to see king of the hill that's a uh, texan anime <laughs> king of the hill, <laughs> yeah n- not to get political but king of the hill is like what i wish republicans were like you know mm-hmm. 
Like no, I, oh, I agree. I thought I thought one way. Now I think another. Mm. Propane. <laughs> yeah, I love. I love uh, but then we get cotton. Everyone's like cotton, and that's the worst, right? <laughs> yeah, every, yeah. You you don't want cotton, but there's a lot of cotton. <laughs> No, that's awesome. Yeah, see, TV show, that's like kind of me. Like, you know, I have three kids. I don't have four. Uh, I don't know how you were doing it with four. Like, I thought three was a lot. And I, I had to take away TV shows. Uh, like, movies, we're getting ready to see Guardians tonight. But that's because that's like me me and my, my girl, like, that's our date night. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, hey, like, let's have a date and let's go watch Guardians. She's like, hell yeah. And I'm like, it worked. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm actually going to go see that uh, tonight as well. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait. So, uh, prediction. Uh, I mean, do you think anyone's going to die? Everybody dies. Everybody dies. I like yeah, that. Oh, dies. let's go. Let's go. Oh, so, I, I don't. I, I don't mean in the movie. I just mean like, hey man, everybody dies. Oh, we're getting political. Uh, not political. Poetic. <laughs> poetic here. I don't know. We were just talking about. Like, we're getting poetic here. Everyone dies. I like that. You uh, know, it's like it's like air's poisonous and uh, or something like air's poisonous. Every time you breathe it in, it like re resets the clock or something. I forgot what it is. <laughs> I thought about that the last time I got high. It's like, is air poison? I got my cat's no. high just before this interview. They're like looking up all cute. I was like, you know what? I want to give you guys zoomies right before my interview. Here you go. Here's some catnip. <laughs> so guys, once again, right here is the link to go to Previews World and get this pre-ordered. I mean, what are you waiting for? It is the day after New Comic Book Day. You have nothing to lose. And if you can't afford pre-ordering this, put this on Twitter, put this on Facebook, anywhere you can. Word of mouth is 100% free. And, you, and you're and you going to have a friend or family member who is going to love this. Oscar, thank you so much for coming by, swinging by again, and, and chatting this was such an awesome time and man i cannot wait to see what else comes out from you guys uh in the future thank you yeah thank you so much and what, what will come out in the future i'll tell you what man like uh issue you know issue two the thrilling conclusion of issue one issue three and four uh fight to the death on the football field uh issue five six seven and eight um car chases angry goats murder mystery murder. intrigue <laughs> Uh, issue 9, 10, 11, 12, uh, Halloween special, Christmas special, murder, madness, intrigue. They go to the North Pole and they meet Santa Claus. It's bonkers. Oh, I love it. it. I mean, we started off with a 24-inch cock, so I mean, this, the adventures <laughs> are to be had. We have Oblivia joining us last minute saying exposing yourself. I know, hey, we keep it real, but also we keep it geekly. So with that being said, guys, it is time for us to wrap up. I hope you all have a lovely Thursday, but most importantly, guys, keep it geekly. <laughs>